Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. All right, and we're ready. You're supposed okay. to skip the two and the one, apparently. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, when you do the countdown, like in show business, not that I'm a showbiz type or anything, but they go, and five, four, three, and they still make the motion of the two and the one. I just don't think they want the audio of the two and the one being caught in the take, so that's right. the way they do that. I was going to yeah. say, I don't recall this from NASA takeoffs. That I <laughs> least. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> not in NASA, speaking solely of the movie business. <laughs> Showbiz. <laughs> okay uh ladies and gentlemen welcome to the if nothing else enthusiastic podcast that is <laughs> grown men watch this shit yeah we do we do uh we, we kind of lied to everyone when we said we'd be back with regularity last time yeah hey you know what no, we're back to the regular schedule of irregularity. That's, <laughs> That's I, what I, we I, meant. I, I wasn't clear. That's what we meant. Oh, everyone that thought they were going to get a podcast on the time that we say it's going to come out. Come on, guys. Jeez. Yeah, it should <sighs> So uh, I'm gonna still going to ask you how you are, friend, uh, knowing full well that you've just been to a buttload of wrestling. So how, how are you feeling right now? I'm, um, as they say, knackered. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm a bit uh, worn out, a little wrestled out. Not totally wrestled out. Like, I'm still going to watch Raw on Monday. But, Maybe. man, I saw four shows in the span of three days. It's quite a bit of wrestling. Dang, that certainly is. What time is it there right now? Currently, we are at 10.25 in the p.m. Huh. It's earlier than I thought it would be for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, early... time zones are crazy. Yeah, and you know, like Sunday shows, I guess, generally finish a little bit earlier than other shows. Yeah, normally, uh, like, whack. They typically run on Sunday, but they have a start time of four, whereas mm. uh, the the five show today, or the Wrestle Summit 2 show today, started at five. Right. Okay, well... Let's just jump right into that. So let's let's run everybody down all of the shit that you you went to this weekend, and for just a by the sounds of it, a crazy weekend for the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene, right? Yeah, and there's even a show down in Portland that I missed uh, that took place today. But yeah, so first uh, we had on Friday three two one battle, which had special guest Effie in the house. Ooh. And him and uh, Eddie Van Glam had a pretty crazy match that ended up uh, with a choke slam into a pool of jello. The match had everything. <laughs> does, does Eddie Van Glam still have his uh, his Van Halen inspired gear? And Always, of weird course. Weird thong gimmick. Oh, that's that's his jam, man. Thongs, butt stuff. It's mm-hmm. Eddie Van Glam in a in a uh, what they say a nutshell. Is that I was looking for the colloquialism, but it was escaping yeah. me. I- think that that's pretty well it has has he grown back his hair it's not totally long no it's like a little spiky do oh right right okay so that's probably the exact same eddie van glam that i uh 
watched wrestle about four years ago. Sounds like yeah, yeah. And it making ended good with, progression. Uh, Eddie and uh, Effie. Uh, not so happy. Uh, Eddie, mm-hmm. I think, Effie tried to offer him a, a little bit of love, and Eddie rejected that love, so I think we'll see this one again. But yeah, wow. man, 3 2 one's always a good time, and yeah, no shocker, it was once again a great time. Lovely, lovely. Uh, so uh, what, what was next on your platter? Oh, then we had uh, Whack Without a Cause up in Everett with a special Saturday show. They normally don't do that. Yeah, they, uh, they, they were, were like the Sunday show gimmick, right? Yeah, but, you know, they're running Russell Summit that weekend, so you got to make some changes. Um, and let's see here. Pulling up the card for that. That also featured Effie and uh, Ricky Stark. everywhere Star- right now. Yep, and then also Ricky Starks and Logan Stunt. Oh, yeah, Logan was also on uh, the 3-2-1 show, and he took a, a dive off a ladder and literally almost landed on the top of his head. It was Wait, he took so a dive? fucking scary. Yeah, he took a dive off the top of the ladder and almost landed on the top so, of his head. Like, so he caught someone jumping off of a ladder onto him and somehow managed to land on his head? No, he t- he himself dove. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, he dove right. off of a ladder and then either A, didn't rotate fully or not many people there to catch him adequately. I think it was the former, not the latter. Uh, but yeah, almost spiked himself directly on the ground. Holy crap, that was scary. Oh, yeah, that's never fun. But yeah, the, the wax show was dope. Uh, Ricky Starks, people have probably seen him on Power. He's fucking awesome, dude. Are you familiar? Um, I, I should be, but for some reason a face is not matching the name. I, I've loved NWA Power thus far. He's the one with the, the guy who came out with the really, the really good promo. Uh, I think it was on the second show. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> So this show is basically known for having the best promos in wrestling, where everyone does a really good promo. And he is the guy with a really good promo. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ricky Starks, Stroke Daddy. People remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember him now. When you said Stroke Daddy, that's what got it. Yeah, you remember those pet names. I know you. Mm -hmm. But anyway. I I say Austin Idol is still number one, but. You know, Ricky's up there. <laughs> um, this had uh, fucking uh, Eddie Edwards on the show as well versus Daniel oh, yeah. Makabe, which was actually a really hard-hitting match. Oh, question. What? Was Eddie Edwards wrestling in those fucking weird jeans and singlet gimmick and kicks that he was wrestling on last time I saw him? Sorry. Uh, yes, and Damn no. It. He wasn't wearing, I couldn't see a singlet. He was wearing a t-shirt and a baseball hat when he started out. Uh, but yeah, wearing jeans and in in shoes, a very different Eddie Edwards. Hate it, hate it. You know, like a man making a change in his in his attire. What's, what's the issue? I I am a fan of people changing things up. I think that's great. I just have a fucking disdain for people wrestling in jeans and a t shirt. I think it's the worst oh, thing that, in the world. Orange Cassidy, you know that. Mm, mm. Yes. Kind of his jam, but whatever. Okay, he gets uh, away with it. He, 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 that's his thing. He can do it. Everyone else, I, I don't get it. A great part of the show was uh, the Steve Mix came out, and then Chris Ross also came out. They kind of were jarring back and forth, and decided to have essentially like a Survivor Series style matchup later in the show. Ooh. But they didn't mention later in the show right away. They just picked their teams, had everyone come out, and after they're done picking their teams, everyone went to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "What? I thought we were getting a match here." Oh well. Yeah, 
it was fucking great. Like it definitely wasn't intended to be that awkward, but it kind of made it hilariously funny that it was so awkward. So they're all kind of all just like, oh shit, okay, uh, see you guys later. Great. And then uh, another match that I think honestly a lot of people should book, even not even just in the Pacific Northwest, was fucking Jarrell Nelson and Chris Bay. Fucking Jarrell Nelson is a powerhouse who's super athletic. Dude, he's jacked up to the gills. And then Chris Bay is just fucking great. He's three years in the game and he's just fucking tremendous. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly familiar with either of those guys, but good for them. You should seek it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later in that day, we had Wrestle Summit 2. So I Woo. took the trip from Everett, Washington, down to Seattle, Washington. And uh, I didn't want to drive all the way home, so I got to the show epically early and uh, decided to walk around and find some food. And I got, Smart. I found a taco truck, Ooh. and uh, a homeless high guilted me into buying a quesadilla. So I... Hello, Colin. Shout out to Colin, the homeless guy who got a quesadilla. What up, Colin? Uh, yeah. So I ate my tacos, and then I head back to the show, but they're super excited to watch Miko Satomura. Oh, fucking Dude, super let, cool. let's explain to people just what this Wrestle Summit is. It's a bit of a big deal. I'd say it's probably one of the preeminent events uh, that you guys get on the West Coast over there yep, annually. Yep. Uh, this is the year dose, so hopefully it will continue. I, it was once again a success, so I can't see it not be. So uh, it's but like it was... Defy, PCW, and uh... depends. That's yeah. that's the, where it peppers in. Like somebody else could show up this year. The third installment was Progress Wrestling, which was cool. Uh, I guess they only really offered up Mako and uh... is Jimmy Havoc still considered a Progress guy? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, so really it's just Mako, but Jimmy was there as well. And then so that's uh, interesting because like their progress at this stage is pretty well just kind of like the kind of crew where they're they're one of the few groups that are allowed to use the UK NXT or NXT UK contract guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so not getting those guys, there's it's a uh, but yeah, I guess Mako. <laughs> just make her. Yeah. yeah, that's what it turned out to be. But hey, the, the, she defended a title that belongs to them, so I guess it works, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, uh, dude, Sonico and Jimmy Havoc was pretty freaking incredible. I'm not going to run down everything that would happen in the match, but uh, pretty insane spot at the end with two chairs laying on their side stacked together that some people got put on. So uh, fuck, pretty deadly and. Welcome home for Sonico after his nice trip to Noah. Mm, indeed. What can I ask you? What What are your thoughts on Jimmy Havoc at the moment? Because he's uh, been been kind of a bit of a um, what's the word? I don't know, like con- contrasting opinions kind of dude through the AEW run. I guess initially a lot of people were excited to see him, but I, I don't know, like. I-, I wonder if like the buzz is kind of worn off on him or what. I mean. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I think Jimmy's awesome because, but he presents what he presents. Like you're gonna get a Jimmy Havoc match, which is you pretty, pretty straightforward. With some gimmicky shit, some hard hitting shit, not a ton of finesse. And I mean, if you're going to Jimmy Havoc to expect a bunch of finesse, you're out of luck usually. You know what I mean? Hmm. And so, some guy described him today as just a guy with a shitty haircut that gets drunk. 
And I like Jimmy Havoc, and I can't <laughs> put him down like that. But the guy does like to have a, a beverage. Mm. As, uh, what do you think? Are you, are you down on him right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like a little bit, I was intrigued with the AEW run. Because, I mean, I, I was a fan of Jimmy Havoc way back, like early on in the progress days when he had that, that epic feud against Jim Smallman and, and through that with um, Will Ospreay and his um, his former tag team partner and stuff was kind of like the epic year-long feud that, that Progress Wrestling was basically built off of. But yeah. And then I was I was pretty into him at, at points in MLW as well. But um, I guess it just got to a point where it kind of like, he's just like, oh, yep, this is the Jimmy Havoc shtick. And like once you're kind of like not that wowed, by the craziness of the spots and you've seen him do like the, the paper cut gimmick and all that kind of stuff. It's just, uh, I don't know. It gets a little bit old, I guess. So I, I have People's, not they been still a fan pop of, him the damn for paper, a of a while. The damn fucking paper gimmick. Yeah. It's funny what things like will we'll get a, a good reaction like that. Like on the, the cool indie kind of shows, um, mm. like, uh, you you know, more intimate kind of like uh, shows where it's like everyone kind of knows wrestling. They're there to have fun. They're there to get drunk off their ass. And they just don't get quite as over in like a bigger setting, I guess. Um, but yeah, you're right. Every time I've seen him on like a, a smaller indie show do do that move, always gets a great pop. Yeah, this one, he actually went out in the crowd and took somebody's uh, merchandise the poster that they got from the event and the meet and greet uh and use that which almost kind of made it like you realize this poster is not going to be as stiff <laughs> actually, <laughs> the paper, but, but everybody still fucking pops they don't care yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it was actually a really tremendous match like no bullshit it's nice say what you will about jimmy havoc and maybe sticking to his shtick but it was still a really great match hard hitting and sonic was awesome mm. very good um, yeah, the, yeah. who uh, I I heard um, the Satomura Nicole Savoy match was a bit of a disappointment. What was going on there? I personally was a bit of disappointed. I was a bit disappointed. I don't know. Maybe it's just Nicole can't hang with Mako. Hey, I was going to say, basically, we have the greatest female wrestler in the last what ten to fifteen years. I, w- yep. I would say she's pretty much held on to that reputation for that long. Probably since, like, what, Minami Toyota? I'd say she's, like, been in that spot. Um, so if you're not having a great match with Satomura, I would probably put that on the other um, other elements of the match, personally. But I don't know, maybe that's yeah. not fair. Uh, no, I certainly was hoping for more. Uh, but... The Douglas James and the Jake Atlas match, that one yeah, really... Yeah, I thought that would have delivered, because like, they're yeah. two guys that know each other very well, probably worked one another, what, like dozens of times at this point. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Douglas James. Yeah, dude, he's fucking great, man. Small guy, but like, you couldn't get more muscles on the guy. He's fucking ripped and tremendously athletic. There's like just some guys out there are ridiculous. Uh, actually, I need to forget to mention it. Jet Knight, a guy who worked at WAC, that guy mm-hmm. is so fucking athletic. He's probably going to get signed up quick. He's only been wrestling for like two years. So if somebody gets them in their system, they're like almost like a, sh- a not can't miss wrestler right there. Right. Now, now, when you say athletic, 
There's a lot of different types of athletic in the world of uh, indie professional wrestling. You know, you got your high spot kind of dudes. You got your dudes that can just do some crazy, insane, like agility type stuff. You got your more gymnastic type guys. You just got like freaks like Jack Evans, who don't even seem like they're made out of normal human. I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, but I mean, what what kind of athletic are we talking here? Uh, well, he did a, so two people, two people were running the rope, said he jumped up and leaped over both of them and did a complete split in the middle of the air over these two over six foot tall people. Ooh. So yeah, it was, so he's he did got like, some you know, the springs drop, in them legs, the typical drop down and, you know, leapfrog, or, yep. you know, yeah, but he did that with two people. I actually Dude. watched the gif of that that you posted, yeah. sir. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, night, but yeah. Uh, so then we fucking the show I just got home from tonight was pretty fucking dope. Another standout match uh, was so Jake this. Atlas this was part dose of year Wrestle dose. Summit night two. So year yeah, two, this one. Two. Yeah, night two of Wrestle Summit two. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the one that was probably the best match of this night was Jake Atlas and Cody Chud. Cody's. Cody's really great. He's been basically a fan favorite the whole time Defy's been going down. Uh, but Jake, you know, still amazing and put on an incredibly long, some awesome false finishes that everybody bid on several times. It was fucking great. Nice. Yeah, let's see. Let me look at the rest of the card. Oh, and then, uh, oh, man, big heel turn. Our champ, Shaft. He turned heel on Artemis Spencer and joined with the American Guns. Now they're a trio, dude. Oh, no. Broke Dude. all of the, the hearts of the loyal Defiance. Fans. Yeah, the Defiance. Oh. Yeah, dude. It was a week. Oh. Were there but children night, crying in the crowd? I Yeah, it was all, it was a all, uh, all events or all ages events. So, yeah, there were children who were upset. Was there a why, Shaf, why chant? <laughs> I'm sure somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of awesome people who take advantage of the sweet cliches, so I bet somebody did. <laughs> now that you mentioned, I wish I had. <laughs> oh, well, next time. And then after the show was over, I went to leave, and I walked by Mako at her merch booth, and I told her how awesome she is and that she's the best and that I think Sendai is awesome. And I went to leave, and I walked all the way downstairs. I'm like, why didn't I get a picture? And I started walking back up, and I got halfway <laughs> up, I'm like, no, it'll be weird to show back up and ask for a picture after all that. So I started walking back downstairs again. I'm like, you know what? No, fuck it. <laughs> then you went back <laughs> up the stairs. What kind of opportunities do I have? So I went back exactly. up the stairs. And I got the picture with her. She was so fucking nice. Oh, Amazing. I'm so glad then, you did. Yeah. And then I headed back down the stairs. And the guy who, there was a guy who was holding the door who saw me literally <laughs> do all the math in my head. And so I go... Man, you watched me do some mental gymnastics to give myself the courage to go get a, get this picture. And he looked at it and goes, I'm so glad you did, dude. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. I, I literally was so nervous. I was shaking, dude. Like, yeah. when I met Blair, I was super nervous and I was shaking a bit. But with her, like, I was just like, holy crap. Yeah, every, everything I've heard, everyone says she's just the nicest human. Um, but uh, that, that's pretty, that's awesome both for you. And for this show, because like I don't know many other uh, podcasts that uh, cover 
send our girls as much as we do. So, yeah. and you got to you got to to meet and get a photo with the uh, face of of send our girls. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They call the uh, the chick from Game of Thrones the mother of arm or of dragons. So I'm going to mm-hmm. call Mako the mother of arm drags. <laughs> 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 that's great my dog stepped on my headset and it's all jacked up give me a second talk i i heard that i heard the, okay, the jacked up we're... nature of the yeah stupid dog man what, what are you is doing? it about dogs and podcasts your dog seemed to stay away mine just wants to get up in my grill yeah 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 you yours is hot tagged into the the place of disrupting the podcast and my dogs have just decided to be really good uh, yeah. For the last little while, so can't complain. No, no sir. But yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> end of the weekend, amazing. To even think about that, four years or three or two years ago, having this many shows packed into one weekend with this level of talent was unheard of. Yeah. And now, it's, just to it's imagine just that in like the the right. years before Defy was a thing, like yeah, in in like kind of the what was the 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 group that um. Alvarez and, and Buddy Wayne and all those guys used to work for up there? Uh, the one I was familiar with was ICW. Right. Which was run by Tim Flowers, but I didn't know any of the other ones. But yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, Tim Flowers okay. rings, a, rings a bell. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, How many bloody ICWs have we had over the years? That's a very common acronym for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of ICW, did you see the uh, the last couple of awesome match announcements for ICW New York coming up? I did not. Go ahead and fill me in, sir. So the last one that uh, just uh, it tickled me uh, very much. Uh, so we had Necro Butcher announced against um, Schlack. Did you see that one? Actually, I did hear about that. That's to me. I was like, "Oh man, this is a pretty the white white ring white." Damn it! I can't talk. The right wing wrestling fans are gonna love this match. <laughs> oh, you're making yeah. it political there. I see. I'll just I give see. it a. <laughs> 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 oh, I see that. Yes, taking it there, are we? <laughs> Sorry, I was. I just bust the balls. I'm gonna go fuck. I am. I am also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yo, that's just pretty gnarly. Those guys are gonna beat the fucking tar out of each other. I'm. I'm just so happy to hear that. Um, Necro is like coming back on his own terms. You know, like I. Um, I've, I've been such a big Necro Butcher fan for the longest time, and um, from all accounts, he's just a fantastic dude. Um, I. I, fr- I have friends who are. Uh, quite close with him and um yeah they've just uh one of those guys that's like a confirmed good dude um and i was i was really happy with how we actually got out of wrestling uh with the um the, i never actually got confirmation but you know the rumor of, of him winning the lottery and then um being able to to retire and no he won like he won like a poker championship poker championship right yeah like online poker like he's super good at online poker i guess <laughs> He's he's like a genius level guy. He's in, has an incredibly high IQ, so I'm not too surprised by that. But um, you always find that surprising with the guys who make a living and getting punched in the face. Like, you, yep. that's a smart person. Wow, that's a shocker. But hey, 
No, I, I know multiple guys like that. Like, um, uh, not to, to name drop, but when I was in Japan, I, I got to have dinner with um, Violento Jack, and he is just an insanely smart guy. Like, insanely smart. Um, same thing, like uh, Mad Dog, like the, the Australian um, famous deathmatch wrestler, also very, very smart. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird how that happens. But yeah, it was like with Necro, he he didn't really get to kind of have that that big kind of like end to his career that I feel like he deserved. Um, bro, bro, sorry to interrupt. What? Uh, update. Mm. Mako just followed me on Twitter. Hey! Holy crap! That. Good thing she can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a terrible joke. A... Oh. oh no, no, oh. made it racist. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel respect. I should have said that. That's okay. I don't. I don't think you have as many people out to get you for uh, potentially racist comments as uh, Jim Cornette does. So I think you'll be all right. Dude, uh, <laughs> there used to be a guy who trolled me on Twitter all the time. He used to go tweet other wrestlers who followed me and say. Hey, I see you follow James Vanderbeek. Do you know he likes to use the N word? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know he does have any, He had no proof of that, but he would tell everyone. Oh, is, that is that is just the the most Twitterist thing of all Twitter things. Oh, it was so funny! Like not funny really, but in more of like I can't believe this is occurring. Yeah, exactly. All right, so so back to this uh, ICW New York show. So this is the the big show on uh, the January fourth, twenty twenty. So occurring Jersey City, I just pulled it up. Exactly occurring the the same day as Wrestle Kingdom. I assume we don't have too much of a clash considering it's on the other side of the world. Um, but yeah, there's the same venue that that we uh, got to see Spring Break at uh, this past year. Um, so in addition to Schlack against Necro, we've also got Chris Dickinson against Chris Cross, uh, which I think should be awesome. Like they're, they're kind Chris, of like the same dude, not Chris right? Cross. That he used Chris to use Chris, that name, right? His name is Kevin Cross. Chris Cross is the rap group. <laughs> really? I yeah, swear he at it's least. Chris, it's Chris Dickinson and Kevin Cross. All right, I. Uh believe you may be correct on that one. <laughs> what up, Chris? I'm about to. What would up, Chris? Oh, that was Bob and Duke. Yeah. Oh, that's so the best. Are you saying that's he the is, best of Bandito Jr. He is not a hip-hop duo formed in the early 90s of Chris Mac, Daddy Kelly, and Chris Daddy Mac Smith? No, sir. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, um, that's good stuff. Thank you. Yep, yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, they're pretty much the same dude, I think. Uh, both uh, Cross and Dickinson, I like. They are two both... badass motherfuckers who do a lot of kicking. Hard hitting, intense. Uh, I I am really down for that match. And then the match that I'm the most excited for, Loki against Masashi Takeda. Holy shit! That is I pretty nuts. Cannot wait for that show. I've personally been a big fan of ICW New York lately. They've really been growing on me. Yeah, the the shows that we have watched, or I think we watched maybe one or two, have been a fucking fun events. Yeah, man. Did, did you watch... This has gone back a while. I don't think we ever discussed this on the podcast. Sometimes we watch things, listeners. Sometimes we watch things in preparation uh, for a show. And then 
you know, life gets in the way. We don't do the show. And then we forget about the things that we watched and we don't even talk about them. Uh, yeah. Such as, <laughs> as this ICW show that we watched from a couple of months back uh, between Eddie Kingston, the main event with Eddie Kingston and Daisuke Sekimoto, which to me was like the greatest Eddie Kingston match I've ever seen. I love the shit out of that match. I think I, I think we did watch. I swear <laughs> I watched that. Because I know Chris had a dice game match. Dude, that we watched, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did. I swear I wore that, watched the Eddie one, too, because it was the one that you put over like, one of the one, best Eddie matches you've seen forever. They were both from the same weekend, because the Dickinson one was on the, that big uh, Beyond uh, America and Rana show, and yeah. the Kingston one was from the night prior at ICW. Yep. Yeah. I'm certain we watched that. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was great. I think there was also like a great uh, Dan Marth match with uh, with Nick Gage, where they um, played up the, the Nick Gage injury, but he just kept on balls in his way through. I really liked that. And I remember there was other stuff on the show that was great too, such as speaking every... of Dan Marth, mm-hmm. uh, we should touch base on what do you think of his re-signing with Ring of oh, Honor. Oh, I'm so happy about it, man. Like, Marth uh, is one of those guys that I was such a fan of back in the day. Um, obviously, like, the the Hit Squad was, like, such a huge thing, both in early days, ROH, uh, like, Jersey All-Pro, like, all of that, that Northeast scene at the time. Um, then in ROH, like, yeah, the the great team with BJ Whitmer. Um, the Prophecy with fucking... Christopher Daniels. Yeah, exactly. And, like, just so many just random matches in ROH from back then, like, fourways and shit that had Dan Marth in them that were just fucking awesome. Like, he was great. And then he disappeared for a long time. I actually saw him on the first ever Beyond show that I went to um, up in, in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, I got to see, yeah, DHS teaming together, which, like, got me in all of the nostalgic kind of ways and just made me real happy. Then again, he was kind of just, like, pigeonholed in that that some of those smaller groups up there and like icw and not really doing anything on a national scene despite him being like fucking awesome um, well you remember what happened with, uh, the rumors yeah. yeah well it was what the rumor that homicide even put forward like and now they're well, working together yeah he was he was blackballed from uh and again rumor and spe- speculation but uh, yeah, yeah the word was that he was um blackballed from any show that homicide was on uh, for, for unknown reasons, rumored to be him getting with like Homicide's niece or Underage. something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, water under the bridge. Uh, yeah, since now they're on like so many shows together. Exactly. I was just, I wish there had been some sort of them. Maybe it's better they just tried to swept it on the rug, but there are people who call Dan a pedophile still because of that shit, and they. It hasn't been mentioned. It's like, well, it's bullshit because it was never like publicly said to be a thing to get go. It's just all this like you know whispers, like bullshit, like that, well, that no, no one even Homicide knows. Homicide released, released a statement. He said like, if it, I will never talk about Dan Moff again. Like it was a big long statement. Yeah, but they never released a statement people. on what he did. No, and that's what I mean. Like they should, there should have been something to clear the air because they basically marred this guy's career for a lot of people's eyes you know what i mean like those are kind of accusations even especially when it's coming from someone close to the 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 victim that people take very seriously and did not really know how it all shook out i'm glad dan moth's back but i've heard i saw a bunch of people like saying oh yeah roh is hiding up another pedophile 
man, that's bullshit. I that that's something that really annoys me. Like especially about wrestling Twitter. Like people that will like get up in arms about something that like and and like choose to fucking use this as their their point of of outrage for something they have fucking no idea what actually happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least if if you're gonna be outraged about something, at least have some sort of like knowledge. Of what you're you're being outraged about, they're just being fucking crazy about some speculation of of some rumor bullshit. The only logic I think that could possibly be what occurred is maybe Homicide's niece made something up that I'm, this is all speculation on my part because it's the only way I think I can rationalize these rationalize these two people working together with is. He, she made accusations. Homicide, of course, assumed to believe his family member. Dan Moff probably eventually cleared his name, and they decided to, you know, move on. But when no, nothing is made public about how it shook out, people like like the people online are going to speculate and then make accusations. Unfortunately, I just wish there's because I'm one of those people who's curious. I love Dan Moff, and I I don't want to support somebody who. Now I don't believe he is a pedophile, but had those accusations, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I just if if there's no solid you know evidence ah. to any accusation or anything at all, I'm like, no, I don't know. It's just weird. But like well, that, it, that's the story solid. of independent wrestling, right? But there it was no accusation. accusation. There was homicide. This... There was. He never actually came out and said, "Hey, he fucked my underage niece." Like he never For actually sure. said that. Yeah, he said in a he said fucking with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very vague. So we don't know. But I mean, that's like the history of independent wrestling. Like, you you have and and I can confirm this from working in various shitty Australian locker rooms over the years. You you can have dudes where someone like fucks someone's wife or whatever, and then there's heat, and then a guy gets blackballed and whatever, and then like next thing you know, they're they're back and they're they're buddies and they're working a program over it, like. Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing, but it's like so, just that that is independent wrestling right there, you know. Well, I hope it was something that was a misunderstanding and not just that they decided to water under the bridge about something insane because that's fucking insane. But I'm glad to have Dan Moff back because he's always he was always a tremendous athlete, the guy who fucking in, incredible for a man his size. Yeah, hundred percent. I I see him in a lot of ways similar to uh, the the PCO redemption story. Um, oh, that could be interesting. In uh, yeah, like a lot of correlations, right? Of a, a guy who who really should have been something huge, uh, but you know, bullshit uh, prevented it. Um, but yeah, like I, I I'm really happy for him. Um, and yeah, I just find it so weird that like people are holding on to this. I, I see it in a lot of the comments and stuff on um, the uh, match announcements and stuff. Like the the big match announcement for for final battle coming up. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, what is it? It's Marth uh, against Jeff Cobb, which should be a fucking insanely great match. Like, I'm so pumped for that match. And they just have all these fucking troll assholes, like, commenting on it. Bullshit that has nothing to do with the actual in-ring match. Which, uh. But, yeah, that I, I think overall Final Battle is looking to be a great show. Give me one second, okay? Yep, you got it.
I uh, should probably be filling this time with uh, talk. Uh, I have I've left Jeremy on many occasions to go and pee, and he uh, thankfully doesn't leave us with dead dead silence. <clears throat> so <laughs> the dag, the damn dag, the dag, the dag was biting me feverishly, getting to the table, licking my delicious jalapeno cheese from my tortilla chips. Yeah. I couldn't have it; I had to stop him. Yeah, that that sounds delicious. By the way, I've just realized mm. I'm quite hungry. Mm. Famished, famished. Yeah, so other than that, Dan Marth against Jeff Cobb, which should be, fuck. That, that's my kind of match, man. Just two Same. big big boys fucking slugging it out, suplexing one another. Uh, just, man, that's that's going to be great. Uh, Flamita and Bandito against Villain Enterprises of Flip Gordon and uh, Marty, which could potentially be Marty's uh, last uh, match there, but we'll see how that shakes out. But in ring, like that, that should actually be just a... Fabulous pairing. Um, Dragon Lee against Shane Taylor, which is just fucking bizarre, but should what? be good. <laughs> I mean, I've seen uh, like dudes have great matches with Shane Taylor. Uh, what, what was that one at uh, the, the anniversary show this past year where Shane Taylor just had a shockingly great match? Hmm. Uh, I have honestly no fucking idea let me pull it up i want to say maybe uh, cobb i think cobb and taylor they had just a great great match but yeah so are we anniversary show yeah 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 i'm looking it up let's see if my memory serves me correctly this is where we need the uh yep it was roh versus jeff cobb yeah man this is as someone who has had many concussions uh, and also has add remembering stuff can be tricky for me sometimes. So when I you fucking pulled it off, though, dude. Yeah, I'm real happy with myself. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have uh, a grudge match of Matt Taven against Vincent. No, not uh, Virgil slash Soul Train Jones. This is uh, Vinny Massaglia, which uh, apparently he's changed his name. Uh, that that I I didn't know that uh, the kingdom was not a thing anymore. Apparently, it is not. Uh, Hask- yep, yep. Haskins against Bully Ray. <laughs> uh, I have never been looking forward to a Bully Ray match during his entire uh, ROH run, with the exception of that that final battle match last year against Flip Gordon, which was actually fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then Briscoes against Lethal and Gresham. Which again should be fucking great because I love all four of those guys. And then a main event of Rush against PCO for the ROH World Championship. That's do you, do you think that is there's a title change coming in our hands or in our future? Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I, like I definitely think it's going to be a brawl type of crazy match. Like, is there really the only good Rush matches? Um, or Roosh, I should say. Uh, in terms of the title changing hands, uh, I, I yeah, I could see it. I'd, I'd do you be... think they'll give PCO his own personalized title with PCO's <laughs> face on it? I hope not. And it's got a, it's got electric lightning shooting out of it. Oh man, will they charge like fucking six and a half grand for replicas of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw what I was getting at. There. I did. I I got your reference. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a, dude. 
uh, anybody who actually buys that deserves to be kicked directly in the penis. Like, yeah, exactly. not even the balls. Like, does hard erect penis just kicked? <laughs> <laughs> I um I saw your your post about that on on Twitter about saying hey if you have that kind of money you just put together yeah. a wrestling show and then I was like yeah and then I like read the comments and one of the worker was workers was like hey actually if you're considering buying that belt please don't have any fucking thing to do with, with the, the show <laughs> with yeah the promoting of wrestling and I was like yes yeah, fair point strong. fair point yes <laughs> oh man yeah that's I, I'm I'm mainly concerned with, with this belt, right? For the the wrestling fans with you know disposable income, quote unquote, yeah. who have families. They're the ones who I'm concerned that will be buying this. Who, you know, hey, I could put this money aside for my child's education, or I could buy this fucking fiend belt. Yeah, fucking hey, man. Yeah, they're, they're, and anybody they're, who walks into public wearing that thing, people are like, like, that's not a status symbol, dude. Everyone <laughs> knows how dumb you are. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine seeing that guy at WrestleMania weekend? Fuck <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be publicly acceptable to just throw things at them. Yeah, I hope so. Just throw trash at them. You just see them, and then it's just a barrage of trash everywhere they go. And I realized when the new bell came out that the new Bray Wyatt kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, it, it, I didn't really like the theme song is cool, the entrance is neat, mm-hmm. the mask is pretty cool, but overall, shit's kind of hokey. Yeah, it's like oh. a hat on a hat on a hat. I, I made that reference before, but it literally is like they're giving every possible gimmick to this guy, and it's just so overwrought. It's ridiculous. It yeah, I hate it. I um made the mistake of uh, watching. Survivor Series uh, with the guys uh, last week, um, and normally I, I stay away from those shows. And then I, I had a last minute thing where I was like, you know what, this is this is an opportunity to hang out with your friends, to have a nice time, to socialize. And this bullshit show's just gonna be on the background. And hey, by standards of a WWE pay per view, this actually looks like it has some promise. So you should go, go on, go on and have a good time with the guys. Like, all right. This is the internal dialogue <laughs> that I had with myself. So I go, and the fuck, I hated that show so much. Um, everything that I was looking forward to disappointed megaly. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing that offended me the most was just that just the overall everything about that fucking Fiend Danielson match. Just the red lights, the bullshit. The, oh, man, I, I hate that gimmick. I don't know how people got excited about it, Actually, no, I understand because some of those fucking Firefly Funhouse segments were, were pretty inventive, groundbreaking even in some ways. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I just fucking hate that character and I hate everything about it. The red lighting is, I think, really what killed it mostly. Like, when he came out and faced Seth with the red lighting and no one could really see what the fuck's going on, I think everyone's going like, hey, wait a minute. I think we've been tricked. Like, this is not good. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's got yeah, go away heat with me after the uh, Hell in a Cell thing, and I'm, I, I think a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of people are coming that way. Uh, I enjoyed Survivor Series overall as a entire entirety as a show, but yeah, I didn't care for that particular match. Mm, mm. And is uh, I I question whether he actually has a uh, a dental background to be pulling off the. Uh, 
the mandible claw maneuver that he has started doing. <laughs> yeah, leave that to the professionals, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> that brings me to the the last um, last Dynamite episode with uh, Britt Baker. Uh, the, the running joke of uh, every single time she is a on screen at some point someone has to say did you know she's a dentist um <laughs> to the point there was actually a chant in the crowd of she's a dentist yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> making it not an actual part of her gimmick but having it be her, her entire gimmick like there's nothing about her that says dentist she just says she's a dentist it's so dumb i actually like it because like the, you do? The, yeah because like, hear me out. All right. The flip side is the Vince style doing this, right? Like, your early 90s period where you have the fucking Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, you have the fucking IRS man, you have the, the fucking... Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. No, well, that was what I was going to build up to. Uh, oh, okay, but, but anyway, that's all right. But yeah, basically everyone who just has this wacky occupation, and that is the entirety of their character. It's totally two-dimensional. Di- two uh, in in no way do they have anything else in their life other than just being a fucking trash man or a or what was the other one Repo Man that was that was my favorite for the Bob Holly remember he was a race car driver yeah right but like a if they're fucking doing that why are they wrestling you know yeah. is, is it to like spread their their brand so that they can it would actually work to the opposite of the Repo Man because everyone's gonna know you know what he is when he's coming to get their shit. Well, also think about Duke the Dumpster Josie. Like, what kind of freelance <laughs> garbage man is doing his work? He's just showing up at different places. Like, guys, I know how to drive the truck. Just let me work. I guess in, in his defense, you do the garbage <laughs> early in the morning. So you have the rest of the day to, to you know, do wrestling <laughs> and take bookings. <laughs> but I would just thought the whole thing, it's so fucking dumb. You know, it's the type of thing where you look at it and you're like, it, it makes you embarrassed to be watching wrestling because it's so ridiculous. No, actually... Duke the Dr. Josie would literally have to book both his wrestling matches as well as his dar- dumpster diving or dumpster cleaning. Like, I feel like that would be hard to line up. So do you guys need any work? What? I feel like that would be difficult to line up. Yeah, exactly. How does he... He must have a planner. Yeah. But overall, I just thought those kind of two-dimensional gimmicks are fucking stupid. Whereas with the way they use it for Britt Baker is that she is a, a wrestler, she is, you know, a, a character, she's a person, um, you know, and she, you've, you've seen kind of the, the her having the initial success and then struggling after the, the loss to, um, to what's her name, the, the champion at the moment, who's very good. Rio. Rio, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, she, she's an actual three-dimensional person who happens outside of wrestling to be a, a dentist, which is more brought up as like an interesting trivia side note, as opposed to just the totality of her character. So, but she wears a doctor's coat and has her finishing move called the lockjaw. It's, uh... Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta <laughs> take advantage of it for marketing purposes. Oh, true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you imagine Marty in marketing is like, "Hey, come on, we gotta use this," and she's like, "No, I don't want to." He's like, "Not nah, it'll like, sell shirts." All right, fine, Marty. Yeah, she. We can't have her just wrestle as Britt Baker. We got to get that DDS in there. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Wait, is uh, she? D- it was I can be Isaac Yankum DDS. What is she? It's like Britt Baker DDM or something like that. 
Dee Dee. She's like a different. She's a different kind of dentist. Britt yeah. Baker. I don't know. I um I did find it interesting the the tidbit of from the, the last pay per view they were at, or she she or maybe one of the dynamites. Whether they were in a ho- hometown. I think it was one of the dynamites leading up to the pay-per-view and they said about the tidbit about how she used to actually study in the the amphitheater thing above the uh that that particular venue. So she spent oh. many a late night studying there. I, th- I thought those those kind of little little bits are what uh actually get me interested in the commentary rather than it just being a monotonous drawl of you know corporate WWE speak kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I also, I found out it's Britt Baker DMD. And I found that out by typing in Britt Baker. And the first three things that have come up are AEW. And the next one is dentist. And then DMD. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you Google her. It's even so common that dentist automatically comes up. Huh. I, um, had a thing I was going to throw to, but I can't remember what it was going to be. So, moving on. <laughs> Great podcast. Was it about Britt Baker and dental work? It was about the... Uh, JR dropped a line about um, the, the inventor of the, the mandible claw the other week. And he was oh, like, Doctor, give it a Google. Doctor, it's Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard, Sam right? Shepard, yeah. 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 So, I, I remember hearing something about this. And then following JR's advice after the show, I, oh, um, this story is great. Googled it, and holy fucking shit! This was like this took up like the rest of my week because I just got such down such like a rabbit hole of how fucking this guy's like the most interesting personality in the history of fucking wrestling with just the <laughs> yes, most wild story. I uh, it it blew my mind, man. Like for anyone that doesn't know, so Sam Shepard was actually a um like a, a neurosurgeon, right? Um, I don't remember the profession exactly, but yeah, I think you are correct. I believe neurosurgeon. Um, successful neurosurgeon in uh, a, a small town. Um, and then he's uh, basically, uh, with everything in, in hindsight, um, falsely uh, accused of murdering his wife. Um, now, this that's a, a whole ridiculously big thing in and of itself of the actual way it went down. Basically, like the the whole court case was like made into a, a laughing stock, and was probably one of the the most egregious examples of a, a court case um, with an impartial jury being completely uh, ruined by the local media um, and and the the jury being anything but but impartial. Um, and then yeah, he spends like ten years uh, in jail. For, for fucking murdering his wife when it actually came out uh most likely it was the the handyman who was or the gardener i believe that was working on their their house but anyway who who happened to murder a whole bunch of other people um but anyway so long story short he's in jail for 10 years uh finally gets out um i i think he was, he was in some way cleared when he got a retrial and then uh, he tries to return to um, to uh, neurosurgery, um, uh, but uh, the, the pressure of it, uh, you know, obviously his fucking wife has been killed and he's been in jail for, <laughs> for people saying that he actually did it for um, all that time. And yeah, he's, he's sort of, he becomes an alcoholic and it kind of ruins his um, neurosurgery career that he thought he'd be able to get back to. And of all things, he becomes a professional wrestler. 
uh, <laughs> and 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 actually, like at this point, you know, his life's fucking gone to shit. Uh, his his mother actually like killed herself during the the trial. I found out where because she thought, oh, my son's fucking killed his wife, and she she kills herself. His father dies of cancer um, during the trial as well. Um, and yeah, just an insane story. And then yeah, he, he comes out. His life's gone to shit. He becomes a professional wrestler and like goes by the the gimmick of of the the killer because you know what else are you going to do? I guess you take advantage of, of the guy's the fucking brilliant, awful <laughs> reputation that you have, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is that? I mean, that's how um, uh, uh, some of the other killers in wrestling got their gimmick. With the who was the one that did the heart punch after he accidentally the dude had a heart Ox attack. Baker. Yeah, yeah, Ox Baker, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's by the standards of the time. Um, and yeah, he only wrestled for like I think three years or something like that. It was quite a short career. Um, but he invented the mandible claw from his experience in knowing the the nerve endings uh, in the mouth. Uh, as a as a surgeon, which is just wild, and then yeah, he, he uh, died of, of like a, a freak brain aneurysm or something like that, uh, not too long after. But just a just an insane story. And it's, it's his whole story inspired the damn movie, the fugitive, the TV show, and the movie, The Fugitive, the movie with Harrison Ford as uh, the character. Uh, they make make give him a different name, of course, but just imagine if they did that same movie. Where they did all that, and then also they do the second part where he does the wrestling. That would have been fucking amazing. Have you so seen crazy. The Fugitive, sir? I have not actually seen The Fugitive. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty damn solid. Man, I've, it's one one of the ones that's actually been on my list. I uh, I am a, a big fan of um, the cinema from that period. So, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is particularly awesome in it. Nice, nice. Yeah, so that that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I just went down a wormhole and was just like, holy fucking shit, just from JR saying, hey, that's one you should Google. So next time, everyone, JR says you should Google something, do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, like, right. like, you know, the, the phrases you might use to refer to people from certain continent or areas of the, the world, you know, you might want to Google that. <laughs> I felt so bad with all the pieces of shit piling on him. I honestly, as soon I as he been, said it, you knew it was a flub, I was right? disgusted that because it, it was the second time he's done it, so I was like, "Fucking Jr." I was, I, I did say disgusted because I'm hyperbolic a lot of times. I wasn't asking for the guy to be fired, but I'm like, "Come on, guy, that's outdated as hell." But he knew it. Like, if if he didn't, yeah, he noticed it, right he away. Corrected he, himself immediately. He, yeah. he like he knew that he he didn't say the right thing, and like we've yeah. all fucking you know done that Fuck in that. life. So it's like, yeah, I made a stupid joke earlier. Yeah, yeah, right. So I just, I don't know. It's, it's again that thing that I fucking hate on Twitter of everyone just like sitting there waiting to be faux offended by something so they can just leap and pile on a dude. On the same, on the other side of that coin, I do think it's okay for people to call people out on their fucking flubs. I don't think he deserved to be fired out. And anybody calling for JR to be fired over that shit is pretty fucking stupid. But I think we still should be like, hey, man, that was dumb. Well, if it wasn't like you actually knew that he knew it was dumb, like if he was saying it with like a, a, a way to where it's like seems like he thought that was right, then sure. Oh, true. But I yeah, mean, yeah. if he's like literally correcting himself and you know that it's just a slip of wording that he didn't actually mean, like. Oriental, come on. Uh, Asian, uh, female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just like you can tell he's like in his head, like, oh fuck, How, oh, come on, I gotta fix this. Yeah, I was almost like waiting, expecting him. Like, are they gonna make him? Is he gonna have to do like a formal fucking apology on the air? Which I think would have been I bad. That might have happened. Yeah, like I, I figure it would have just called more attention to something that is unnecessary. That, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Fucking yeah. Next, <laughs> um, we uh, so I recently got back from this fucking ridiculous Japan trip. Still paying off a sizable credit card bill from said Japan trip. Uh, saw just some incredible wrestling while I was there. Like too much to even like compute. Like I was trying to be like, what was, what was my the best match and that kind of stuff. And it's just like there's so much. I think I went to like thirteen shows over two and a half weeks. All, oh all said. Um, so I was pretty much like <laughs> every like two days I was going to a wrestling show, if not more than that. Yeah, so there was, but I didn't really feel the fatigue as much as I thought I would have. Like it had nothing on like WrestleMania weekend, but I guess it's mm. like you know more sensibly spaced out. Uh, but yeah, saw some incredible wrestling, including a, a Sendai Girls show, which uh, when it uh, the, the tape of it comes out, yes, uh, I'm sure the VHS videotape will come out at some point. <laughs> I think this one's coming out on Laserdisc. Ooh, oh my. Go fire up the old. Uh, what was the other thing that wasn't laser disc? But uh, during the, the the other alternative to like VHS that didn't really take off. Oh, Betamax. Yeah, Betamax. That's what I was going for. Yeah. So when the Betamax of that comes out, we'll uh, we'll definitely chat through it on the show. But fuck, that was fun. Um, but one show that has since come out uh, that we spoke briefly about last time, but now. Uh, Jeremy has, has actually had the opportunity to watch some of the top matches of was the uh, the big big Japan wrestling show of the year. They're um, basically like their their WrestleMania for lack of a better better term. Uh, BJW Ryogoku Tan twenty nineteen, which is a play on the uh, the famous venue uh, Tokyo Ryogoku Kokugikan Sumo Hall. Um, and this just had, it, it was like one of those huge cards where there was just so much going on, um, but certain things that just stick with you. To me, one of the big things was actually getting to see uh, Jun Kasai wrestle in person, the crazy monkey. That was that was a fucking cool moment. Um, there was a, a whole bunch of awesome shit, but uh, one of the big things that a lot of people were talking about was uh, the return of uh, Walter, previously known as Big Van Walter, uh, from when he was working in uh, Big Japan many years ago, uh, with his old uh, tag team partner, who actually, in his last match in Big Japan, uh, they teamed up, Daisuke Sekimoto, against, uh, this one was against Yuji Hino and Yuji Okabayashi in just a big boy hoss fest, slug fest, fucking I, I love this so much and and you, you got to watch this one as well, uh, please give give me your thoughts um, uh, dude hoss fight for like the perfection like the Ooh. epitome of that is what we had here <laughs> it was fucking great those uh both the ug guys are I, at first i couldn't tell them apart uh because their names are so close uh and like but the the guy with the red hair 
Mm-hmm. He, is he fucking? Yeah, he's a fucking beast. A beast. The other guy who I had never seen before, I was more impressed with him. Who, what, right. What's his last name again? So that's Okabayashi. He is actually Fuck. Daisuke Sekimoto's former tag partner. Uh, okay. They were have had like some amazing matches over the years. Sekimoto and Okabayashi, affectionately known uh, as a team as Strong BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Which I always wanted to buy the shirt of their tag team. <laughs> that would have been great. Yes. Um, but yeah, they've, they've had just a, they're probably like the best big boy Hoss tag team of all time, in my opinion, which is pretty, pretty lofty. Um, but yeah, so so now they're, they're, I mean, they're just as good opponents as they are tag partners kind of thing. So I thought every one of their exchanges was fucking magic. Yeah, there was some stuff there I should have written. We were going to discuss this after I had watched it right afterwards, so I didn't write anything down. But there were some spots that were really especially impressive by him. Like, nothing comes to mind. I apologize. This is terrible podcast material. There was stuff I wanted to talk about, but now I can't talk about it because I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, I hope you enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) I I did – because I, I watched it live. You should, we know. should post these ones up so people can check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll share the links. Um, but yeah, I was there live for this, but then I, I watched like fucking 11 shows after it. So it was kind of just like this foggy, distant memory of like, I remembered the big guys beating the shit out of one another and it being great. And that was yes. kind of like the extent of my memories. Um, so I, I also gave it a, a rewatch when, when you watched it. Um, and it was great because it – uh, it's cool because it kind of refined my memories. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember loving that, and I remember loving that. Like, I think just the general escalation of intensity through this match was one of my favorite things. And and the the strong division in in BJW that that's what they're fucking best for. You know, starting out with the smaller stuff and just building up, 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 kind of like the um the old old Japan King's Road style uh, in that way with your, your classics of like you know Kawada, Masawa, Taue, Kabashi, those kind of dudes um but like starting out with the little things and building up 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 um and and little when they got to the chops you know like the big boy chops it's just one of the best they sounded like you'll ever gunshots see. dude they yeah. sounded like gunshots going off like how was that in person and the oh it's so good like that that was one of the things like it's so impressive just seeing this, these masses of humanity in person like because you can see it like that they're big dudes when you're watching the the you know video of it but like when you're actually there in person you're just like these are big fucking meaty men that are hitting each other real hard and you can actually you know hear the the impact of like your forearms and your chops and shit like that um that doesn't translate quite as well on uh, on film but oh man just that the spectacle of it was was one of the best things um and yeah they've all just got such enormous chests so there's a lot of room to chop you know yeah and the dice game like that neck stacked upon those shoulders it, it looks so weird he's just he's he's built like an l or one of those action figures not the ljn ones but the other <laughs> line you know what i, I mean? know the ones you mean yeah exactly yeah he's built like that man okabayashi as well like they're both oh just for like, sure they must have the same lifting regimen. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Um, yeah, like the, the chops, there was a great bit that I actually did take note of here where um, Yuji Hino, when, when Walter was doing his big, big comeback and doing his Walter chops, which, you know, next level, Hino actually caught one of Walter's chops only for his partner, Okobayashi, to then chop Walter in return 
while Hino was holding his arm. Which I yeah. just I loved that bit. So so simple, but you know that's great. So great, and then uh, the, to me the the highlight of the match. Um, you know, it's it's one of uh, Daisuke Sekimoto's signature things uh, at this point, where he does the the double German suplex of like mm-hmm. his tag team partner who's holding the other guy. But to see it in a scenario with just the fucking massive humanity that was yeah. this, like doing that like double decker German suplex, like can you imagine the idea of just like deadlift German suplexing two human beings that are that big? Like that's gonna yeah, be. Know. Like a two hundred and fifty kilo fucking German suplex. Yeah, more. I just just consider it with regular human beings is insane enough. But then you have the size of those. I actually, it's Alicia. Watch this. He's gonna suplex his opponent, who's or suplex his partner, who's suplexing his opponent. She got a good kick out of that. Oh, so good. Um, hey, before we move on, hmm. you mentioned something about opponents grabbing the arms or whatever. Yeah. In a match I had tonight or last night, uh, during a spot where they were doing the three lifts of the arm to see if the guy's unconscious, yeah. the partner jumped in and stopped the arm from hitting the ground the third time, which makes you assume <laughs> the dude was passed out, right? Yeah. <laughs> would you love that fight? I love wrestling, so I didn't want to get annoyed by it, but I'm like, that is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in, in today's day and age, where people are doing, like, the MMA style, like, referee kind of, like, just checks if their arm is limp once and then just calls it in a, in a lot of matches to, like, alternate yeah. between that and then doing the old, like, 80s, like, three drops of the the arm. Yeah, but it's the guy hilarious. grabbing the arm, like, he's definitely unconscious, but we're not going to let the match <laughs> Well, he caught the arm. It didn't touch the touch the mat, so That's caught him the referee works. handbook. That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, All right, sorry. Wrestling is hilarious sometimes. Um, yeah, we, we, there were so many matches on this card, you know, you can't go through all of them, um, but, like, even the, the, the young boys uh, kind of match, like, at the start of the show was just great um i got to see like a, a near 70 year old uh man in the great kojika uh still wrestle got to see sasuke wrestle in person as well which was uh, always a treat um man it's so hard uh, like i said jun kasai is a nuts match and and he's actually now um his, his career is on hold. He's had like a whole bunch of injury stuff that to where he really shouldn't have done this match, but he did it just for the, the sake of, you know, not wanting to cancel a match, brother. Um, but yeah, so I potentially saw one of Jun Kasai's last matches against Ryuji Ito and um, Takashi Sasaki, which are two of the top deathmatch dudes going. Uh, BJW Strong uh, heavyweight title match between Kohei Sato, who was one of my favorite just big boy kick dudes in all of wrestling against uh, Daichi Hashimoto, who's the son of uh, Shinya Hashimoto, uh, which I oh, think really? is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to fucking check him out. Yeah, he's great. I, I love him. It's weird. A lot of people kind of have a bit of a, a hate on him. You know, that unfair kind of like comparison to the dad type of deal. Oh, he um, can't get out of the shadow because he's definitely not going to be as good as his father right yeah. away. But, like, that's been his whole BJW run. Like, ever since he came to BJW, it was kind of like, everyone's like, oh, well, let's just forget about that, and he can just wrestle. And he's just really proven himself on being an awesome, badass wrestler. And I've, I've loved this run. But, um, I mean, this match, 
was they were going for like that big long epic heavyweight title match um, that you you know have as a main event of a show where they go like thirty five minutes, and when you've watched a show that's already had like eight matches, like <laughs> there's something that's maybe not the best idea about that. Like I think this would have been a fantastic match if they just did like a twelve fifteen minute sprint, like just a violent sprint. But mm. um, anyway, I I still enjoyed it, but. I think people were probably a bit tired by the time that came around. Um, and then we had the main event, which which you also watched, uh, BJW Deathmatch Heavyweight Title, four-board Giga Ladder Deathmatch. I do not know what that means. <laughs> With the champion, Asami Kodaka, uh, against his uh, his tag team partner, Yuko Miyamoto. Um, and holy shit. Uh, let, let's start with your thoughts on that one. Um, I could easily say it's probably one of the, well, yeah, I could probably say it's the best death match I ever saw ever. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because I haven't saw it, you know what I mean? High praise. And there was actually the other legitimate psychology built into this match mm-hmm. and some really cool spots that were, uh, pretty inventive. And then, uh, fuck not. I mean, you could the tell guy who these have... guys like. Even outside of deathmatch wrestling, you could tell, like from watching this, these guys are just two fucking awesome wrestlers. Full stop. Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there was some like real wrestling that I wow, I would not expect that in the deathmatch ever. Yeah, yeah, right. Completely different to like the independent um, American presentation of deathmatch wrestling. Like, uh, and I did enjoy that there were guys around to assist with moving stuff about. I did enjoy that. Uh, you know what that felt the... like? You, you called that out. So you messaged me and you were like, I love that like when they're doing spots on the ladder, there's just a bunch of jabrones like holding the, the ladder yeah. in place. And I compare it to kind of like when you're going to a, a, a theater show, like a Broadway show kind of thing. And you have the dudes who are like wearing the dark clothes for like when there's puppets and shit like that. And you just pretend they're yep. out there. Yeah, the all dudes, they're feeling. all wearing black. It was perfect. <laughs> and then one guy even came in to help uh, drag the the nail, the bed of nails at one point. And I was yeah. like, all right, cool. I, that's what we're doing here. I don't give a fuck. I enjoy it. And <laughs> the bed of nails was fucking great. Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the uh, the boards of the little like spiky things that they have. Like, oh, I showed those, those Alicia. Um, they were the, the, what do we call them? The, um, because they're, they're, they're intended for the, the flower making thing in Japan. We talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah. The, those uh, things kan- all like kanzai? lined up on them. I think that's the name of it. <laughs> all across the board. Fucking sick. Uh, it's, it's fucking bananas. Did you see but the yeah, bit the... where, um, Kodaka, he took the first bump onto the, the, the Kanzai disc gimmick things. Um, like that whole boredom, he took a bump and then he only had one stick in his back, which was not like in the middle of his back. It was like right down the bottom, like pretty much on like hit the bottom of his fucking tailbone. And I'm like, can you imagine a worse place? That, that looks so painful. <laughs> and then they were doing uh, snapmares with strands of barbed wire wrapped mm-hmm. around each other's heads. Like, fuck, I never saw that ever. And that's yeah. incredibly inventive. Definitely. And and interesting tidbit for you, this match, so these guys are doing this match and they're very limited because in Sumo Hall, like one of the most um, uh, renowned uh, venues in, in all of Japan, uh, obviously well known uh, because it's like such a, a huge venue in the history of Sumo, 
um, also has a, a great professional wrestling history, but because it, it's like such a, a famous thing and because of the, the sumo tie-in, they have some rules when they have deathmatch wrestling where they have certain limitations where the, the two things are they're not allowed to use glass and they're not allowed to use fire. So normally in this kind of match, you would see uh, about a dozen light glass tubes, paints. panes of glass, like all that kind of shit. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, you can't have a good match without those things, but just a, a interesting bit of a, a tidbit that, that they were kind of like, weren't able to use that kind of stuff. And I did like the... Thumbtacks as well it, are banned. Was it the finisher got close to the finish when they put all three of the gimmick boards on top of the bed of nails and then <laughs> move on to that shit. Like, that was hilarious. That made no yeah. sense. <laughs> I guess it hurts more if we just layer them all on top of one another. Yeah, like he's not going to feel the nails now, but you know, it's cool. It looks badass. <laughs> Kenzan. Kenzan. Is, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Name, yeah. You're close. Uh, I was. Thank you. Um, one of my favorite parts was before the match even started. Did you watch that incredible highlight video? Like the, the hype video for the match? Ah, uh, fuck. I think I had, I think I was kind of like, I think I had it on, but I wasn't paying attention because I didn't know the story. It was great because it like went through the, the history is one another with one another and like going back to when they first started wrestling and when they had their first match against one another in like 2003 and they showed like high school pictures of them and stuff. And it was funny when they showed the, the picture of young Asami Kadaka, he just had like such a young little boy face. Everyone in the crowd just laughed. <laughs> it was just great. great. The other amazing thing, the, the music for the most part of this hype video was fucking Green Day. Which I <laughs> so much for. What song was it? Uh, one of the early Green Day songs from before when they sucked. That was like before when they sucked. Yeah, great, <laughs> great use of the English language there. But I, I always like I liked before American Idiot Green Day, um, and then I hated them thereafter when they I felt like they were sold out bullshit punk and they weren't real punk anymore. I don't feel they were ever really punk, but I've always enjoyed them. That is very them. true. Very true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Green Day, I've always liked them. I liked American Idiot uh, for a minute until it got, every single song got became a single and was played to fucking death. I think that's really what created my disdain <clears throat> for Green Day, now that you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, outside of uh, Green Day, this, this hype video was just amazing. Um, and yeah, really kind of like, told the story for the match of like these guys being both you know great tag team partners great friends and they're not having this match because they've had some sort of you know bullshit sticky kind of a you know one turns on the other or anything like that it's just like you know we're, we're best friends tag team partners one of us is the the champion and the other one is gonna do everything he can to win that belt and we just respect one another and that's that's the story of the match and that's I did one spot during the match uh, that I did out loud say, what a fucking idiot. It's when the dude put the ladder around his head and then used it to, to block the, the chair the guy was swinging at him. Like, that is just <laughs> going to hurt you, you dumbass. Well, yeah, I think that the final bit of that spot was him actually, yeah. He yeah, hit, hit like, the oh, thing stupid. and he was like, oh, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so good. Um. 
There were the other Kenzan spot apart from the one in the tailbone slash ass was where um uh, I think again it was Kodaka he took the the Kenzan just stuck right in his fucking forehead and as soon as mm-hmm. it got in the forehead it was just like just pouring blood like a faucet and I was like whoa whoa yeah those things are fucking gnarly yeah and then it always has like the gross thing where they like tried to pull it out and it doesn't come out quite uh, uh too easily no and then like you were trying to pull it out and then Miyamoto comes and like just hammers it back in <laughs> it's a loving tag Sick team fun. partner right there but i mean that's a sign of like when you're actually you know good friends with a guy and you have like you you're so comfortable in the ring he's like oh yeah I know he's going to hate me in the moment, but he's going to be fine with this. I'm going to just pummel this fucking Kenza into his forehead. Oh, deathmatch wrestling. It's something else. Yep. And then uh, one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. What did you think of this? The uh, top of the ladder, which is a, it was a tall-ass ladder. It was good that they had those, uh, those um, phantom dudes holding it in place. Cause yeah. Uh, Kodaka go went right to the top, like the the full on Jeff Hardy, like top tippy top rung that you you know if you read the instructions on the ladder, they say never go up there, but he did, <laughs> and he what did he do? Yuko Miyamoto is uh, downed in the ring, and he did the fucking flying knees like the Shima style knees that people normally take for a standing opponent. Took it. He did it to him while he was down. So he pretty much went from the top of a ladder, landing on his knees, on top of the dude in the center of the ring. Which, fuck. He obviously really doesn't like his knees. I audibly said, "Holy fuck." <laughs> yeah, pretty much sums it up. Ugh. Then, and then after I, Chris and I talked, I said, all right, I finished watching that match. Now I want to watch the hospital. And he goes, dude, you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could understand how you could see, you know, like just name, um, prestige name wise, you know, it's a pretty big deal that Walter's on this show. And I could see most people who don't, aren't, aren't extremely familiar with big Japan be like, oh yeah, of course the Walter Daisuke Sekimoto match would be the main event. Nope, I, I I didn't assume either was the main event. I just watched. I clicked them in the order they showed up in my timeline as I scrolled up in the messenger. And also, uh, luckily enough, the the hotspot style fight was awesome enough where I wasn't totally blown out. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you see a crazy hardcore match or a death match, you're not going to try to watch two guys just or four guys just slam into each other. But it it definitely you know it lived up to expectation. Well, it was good because the matches were so different. Like, they were yeah. both great matches, but they were just so completely polar opposite of one another. So, and I mean, that's what I love about wrestling, you know? The variety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, seeing a match like that in person, just with all of the craziness and gimmicks and blood and blah, 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 blah. It's like, again, just the spectacle of it. You're like, that was fucking cool to be part of. Damn right. But I'm glad it um it translated and you enjoyed it so much on the watching of the video of it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh all right. Well that uh do you have anything else you wanted to, to cover or Um nothing. I do wanna uh maybe I can build this into plugs if we're going to close out. I do have one thing I want to bring up. Oh yes. 
yeah, man, I finally pulled the gun and put together my own little t-shirt shop Woo! on T T Public under the name Pentagonzo. So I'm gonna be doing like cool shirts of like old school guys or all Japan, New Japan guys, comic book stuff, bootleg, old school WCW, uh, jobbers from the WWE and WCW, all kinds of cool weird shit. And so check it out, Pentagonzo. Awesome. I did the the British Kendo Nagasaki. Now I may have to do the other one too, so I don't know. <laughs> do you ever see the weird unmasking video of British Kenzo um Kendo Nagasaki? I did, and it was fucking weird and amazing. I loved it. <laughs> Somebody brought it up to me after I posted the picture the picture I used to make the shirt. I posted it. They go, right. Oh, that's such a creepy picture. Have you seen his unmasking? I go, No. When checked it out immediately. Holy crap, that was awesome. Like wrestling needs to be that serious about goofy ass shit like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's another name actually for all of our listeners at home in a JR <clears throat> mode of Google something. Fucking Google just the the life story of uh Kendo Nagasaki. It not you don't need to read too much. Just read the Wikipedia page, but fuck that's an interesting uh story of a guy. Yep, yep. Uh, but back um, to your uh, your store. That's so good, man. I um I was really happy to to see it. I was quite impressed by your your initial designs. Um, can I ask what what made you settle on T Public specifically? Uh, somebody I know uses it and mm-hmm. had good success with it, and it seemed really cheap because it cost me literally no money to put it together. I just have to upload my designs and I make two to three bucks a sale. So and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Nice. And nice. some money's rolling in. So yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, I found this really cool picture of the four pillars. Uh, so I'm going to do a shirt for that. It looks, I think that'll sell pretty good. It looks fucking dope. Awesome. Uh, speaking of um, four pillars, I saw like there was one of those bullshit things of, Asking people who their um their Mount Rushmore of, of wrestling is, and that was yep. going around, and I'm like, oh, I'm not even gonna fucking read this bullshit. Um, uh, but my favorite thing was Jonah did a a, a post of seeing like fucking people talking about their their Mount Rushmore. There's already a four pillars, and he just oh, yeah, posted the the picture of um yeah Tawe, Kawada, Masawa, and uh, Kawashi, and I was like, fuck yeah. That is my thoughts on the subject exactly. Uh, what is the other? The, what's uh, Shinya and Kawada, Masawa, and somebody else? What is their group called? It's they also, like a, uh, the other group, like Shinya Hashimoto, Masawa, and Kawada, and then somebody else. They have no, no, no. So like... Masawa and Kawada were part of the four pillars, but I think you're thinking of um, Shinya Hashimoto, Muto, and Chono as the three musketeers. Is that right? No, there's a fourth guy too. There's a fourth person there's in the picture. Four musketeers? No, I think they, it was another name, like another group name. Let me pull it up here. I'm and intrigued. I Somebody called it. Keep talking, I will find it. Gap filling time. Well, I'll fill this time with my plugs. Uh, so, as always, you can check out my stuff at Chris Things on the uh, Instagram, uh, also on the Twitter, but mainly the Instagram. Uh, a lot of wacky uh, wrestling art. Um, I've actually been quite busy lately uh, with a really fun uh, artwork for an upcoming uh, art show based uh, around uh, three of my favorite things that are not wrestling in. Uh, Cowboys, uh, space, dinosaurs, and uh, aliens. Well, that's four things. But 
anyway, I guess the space and aliens go together, you know, so, yeah, that's that's been a really fucking fun painting to do, uh, which uh, I'm actually taking into the uh, exhibition uh, bar uh, tonight, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be posting that on the Instagram soon, so you can all enjoy the uh, space western dinosaur magic. I found the picture. It what is, is it? Uh, Mudo. It is Masawa. It's Shin Yashimoto and Shona. So mm. I was wrong about Kawada. But I don't see what the name of the crew is. But I somebody, when I posted the picture, said they had, kind of like the Four Pillars or the Three Musketeers, they too had a name for that four-man group. Right. Because that's, that's a I weird was... one because that's like a, you've got two dudes, you've got half of it New Japan and the other half Old Japan who really yes. didn't have anything to do with one another apart from being um, rivals, I guess. It's the four of them all together, standing together, wearing black suits. Oh, mate, that was probably from um, – there was an amazing video game that came out in the early 2000s, which was one of my favorite Japanese King of Coliseum. Yeah, yeah, King of Coliseum, just one of the greatest video games ever, but just – captured because it had all of the different groups in it which was just insane you think of it like american wrestling game wise if there's like one official game that comes out and it has like ecw wwf wcw smoky mountain like how yeah, does that even work great <laughs> but this was this was actually done and released on a, a video game and they had like all of the big legends as well which is just yeah great video game but yeah that that was that pose of them together looking like Yakuza mob bosses um, yeah. <laughs> was basically awesome. from that in the yeah the publicity of it. So uh, cool. Yeah, well, thanks. We thanks got for there. sticking out while I tried to find this damn picture. Yeah, that's that's what we do. People are like, why why do you guys you know just keep on uh, going on about something you can't think of? Uh, and well, I think it'd be disappointing to people if we didn't you know stick it through and find out what we actually thought we were bringing up. You know. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for for listening to this episode, folks. Thanks for uh, holding on out. We've had another little little drought of um, of podcasting for a brief moment, but we're back. And and yeah, we make but... no promises. That way, you'll be surprised if we do show up regularly. Yeah, I feel like we we could just be a nice surprise. You're like, I don't know when the next episode is going to be. Oh well. Oh. Look at that. It's like a little present. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Well, thanks, everybody. And get swifty, ladies and germs. Bye. All right, buddy. I think I need to take the dog out to pee.